Before we get to making sales, the one thing that we've got to nail and get absolutely right, okay, as I said to you guys before, is our brand. What does our brand represent? Yeah? Are we a Primark? Are we a... Um, are we a Primark or are we a Versace? Or are we somewhere in the middle? Yeah? You know, one of the richest men in the world, okay, he's only just got knocked off the top spot again. His business is luxury goods. He owns Louis Vuitton, Dior, okay, all, uh, all of these top, top brands, Pandora, okay. He was just up until Tesla's stock went up again, the richest man in the world. Not Jeff Bezos, not Microsoft, okay, and he's the richest man, guess why? Because he sells the most expensive products, not because he sells the cheapest product, okay? Because his bags are 500 times more than a Primark bag, meaning guess what? There's 500 times more profit. But does it cost that much more to make a Louis Vuitton bag than a Primark bag? Really? What do you think? No. Okay, they might pretend it's better material, but the same person probably still stitches it together. Yeah, well, there's your Primark factory and there's your Louis Vuitton factory. They got a slightly better needle, yeah? Um, but the reality is they're charging a thousand times more. The markup's so much higher. And if you look at construction and you look at somebody in this space that's done really well, and there isn't uh, many unicorns like this that I can think of, uh, Charlie Mullins is a prime example. Pimlico Plumbers. Charlie Mullins was the most expensive plumber out there, okay, and sold his business for 140 million because he was the most expensive. Yeah, he was the most expensive and he sold himself to celebrities, and he was a PR genius and a personal branding genius because he's got lots to say, he's outspoken, his company brand was everywhere, he got himself in newspapers, on the news, all over London, he got his name about. And he got his name about by talking out, well, being very opinionated on things that he was, um, you know, felt strongly about. That got him in the press. And, you know, if you came to the Millionaire Mastermind event, you would have heard what he said around, um, you know, uh, people say, can you afford to have a PR company? Can you afford not to have a PR company? If nobody knew who Charlie Mullins was, if nobody knew who Pimlico were, okay, then they aren't going to give you £5,000 for a boiler change. They weren't going to pay three, £400 an hour for a repairman to come into the property. They're doing that because of the brand. Yeah, you guys are sat here because of my brand, because of where I've put myself, because of the name that I've created, because I've put myself out there by the things that I've done. You've paid me for that reason. Yeah. So you've got to get known. Number one is you've got to get attention. Yeah. You want to write that down. You've got to get attention. You've got to get known. Okay. You've got to get attention. You've got to get known. Um, and then you've got to, you've got to, you've got to um, then understand who it is that you're going to serve and pitch your product at that point in the market. Now, there's thousands of tradespeople in construction, right? There's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. So if everybody's fighting for the um, low to mid-range business, who are the ones winning the top business? 
and why are they winning the top business? Because the best way to make money and build a profitable business is to go after high ticket and high margin. You want to go after high ticket and high margin. But then, you'll always, but then you're always thinking and there's this stigma attached to, but what are people prepared to pay? Yeah? How much are people prepared to pay? Everybody wants it cheap or everybody wants to look for the best deal. Okay, but do they? Do they really? Because I've just told you that the richest man in the world is a guy that sells luxury goods. So the 1% that can afford his product, okay, or the 1% that you believe could afford his product, um, is such a small portion of the total population. But what does somebody like a Louis Vuitton or a Gucci do very, very well? They price their products in the right place. They get the brand associated with top brands. Then everybody that's a tier below really being able to afford that product does whatever they can to buy that product. Does that make sense? Yeah, how many people go into debt to be able to get a better car to have a better brand? How many people go into debt to be able to go to a better place on holiday? You know, to be able to provide toys and things for their kids so they can keep up, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I was about to say keeping up with the Joneses, but keeping up with the Kardashians is literally what everyone's trying to do. Yeah, because Kardashians have a brand and every single um, young teenage girl wants to be like the Kardashians or a lot of them do, right? So they're willing to put it on the line um, to buy anything they can to associate with that brand. Now, Charlie Mullins told me that it became fashionable to use Pimlico. It became fashionable in London to use Pimlico. You know, you go into London and you see Charlie Mullins, the Pimlico vans now, they still look shit hot, right? They just look top quality. They don't look like a tradesman's designed some logos from his local sign company and whacked them on the van. They look top fucking quality. Yeah, I'm still impressed when I go in there and see them. And now I'm, I'm stressing this point because it's really important to understand without these building blocks in place, you can never get to a position where you're selling a premium product because every step along the journey is what creates the experience that the customer is buying. Customer is not buying from you the product, yeah, or the installation. They're buying the company that does it. They're buying the company that does the service, that delivers the service. The solar panels are buyer to buyer, the boilers are the boilers, the bricks are the bricks, the fencing is the fencing, okay? It's all, anyone can do it. Anyone can do any one of your jobs. You are not special at the delivery of the work, okay? Anyone can do it, right? A guy in his banged up old van can come around and match your quality and, um, and anyone can do your job. Yeah, in the trade to a decent level. So you can't win on quality of work. Wake up call. You won't win on quality of work. That will never set you aside. That will never stand you out. That is not unique enough and it's not different enough. Okay, the bit that you can win on is brand. The bit that people will identify to is brand. The people that will come and work for you is brand. The reason, okay, that you will go, and I've given you this analogy in the past before to Starbucks, and you will pay them five times the amount you'd pay a local coffee is why? Brand. Brand. If I asked you for five pounds for this coffee, you would laugh me out the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
There was no way you would give me five pounds for this coffee. Whack a green mermaid on it or a Costa, you would literally have no problem. Change the color to a purple cup. Yeah, whack a lid on it. All of a sudden I've increased my margin by 500%. Now, if you show up at a customer's house like this, there's no way I'm giving you five times the amount. Not a chance, is there? Why would you pay a white van tradesman the same as what you would pay a top um, branded up tradesman? If Pimlico show up and you show up, yeah, and you're in this van and they're in their van, who's getting the business? Yeah? Because Pimlico would never actually probably go to a house that didn't know they could afford to use Pimlico, so their marketing's on point, yeah? Because people don't ring Pimlico if they want a cheap job, do they? Yeah, nobody rings Pimlico because they want a cheap job. Now, if you are, okay, finding that people are ringing you and they want cheap jobs, they don't know who you are. They don't know what your brand represents. You've not done enough branding work. You've done enough delivery work, not enough branding work. They don't know you. Don't ring me, I'm fucking expensive, yeah? <laughs> You ring Pimlico and, you, and, you, um, and, and he comes around and gives you a quote and you say, um, that's a bit dear. Yeah, they're kidding themselves, aren't they? It's obvious, look at the fucking van for starters. They gotta be charging a lot to have vans like that. They're top line vans. So making sure that we now start to understand your brand and I want you to go to war on the brand. It's not just about going to war on the sales. What I've taught many of you, or hopefully you've picked up over the last couple of years working with us, okay, is that you need to go to war on sales to get revenue in. Once you start bringing in money, that money needs reinvesting into somewhere else, okay? And when you get to a point, you need to stop investing, well, let, let me rephrase that. When you get to a point, you need to start to take some of the money that you're proportioning into lead generation and start putting that into branding. Lead gen marketing is the number one priority because you need leads and you need sales. Yeah, leads and sales, leads and sales. Now, branding doesn't pay you immediately. Branding takes time to build. It takes time to build a brand. You aren't going to do it in a month. Yeah, it will take you a few years of consistent hard work getting attention in the right areas to build your brand. But then what you've got to do is you've got to look for strategic opportunities to be able to elevate your brand, yeah, to be able to take your brand to the next level. Now, what did I do at 25 to take my brand to the next level? Anybody know? went on to The Apprentice. I went there to get known. I knew that 10 million people a week were watching that show. Fast forward six months of me coming off the back and winning that show, everybody knew me. Everybody knew me. And then I went from being a, a, a person that wasn't even on the radar to a person in an industry where everybody was calling me. Everybody wanted to do business with me. They were desperate to get a meeting with me, not the other way around. Yeah, because of how I placed my personal brand and my business brand, and I used a vehicle to take me to the next level. So what vehicles can you use to take you to the next level instantly? 
Yeah, and you're gonna have to be out your comfort zone, you're gonna have to do something you've not done before, but you've seen how much that, or you know, the guys that know me well, you'll have seen how much that's been able to change me, the doors that that's been able to open for me, the doors that it continues to open and now will always open. So where is your big win to be able to take your brand to the next level? Now you've got social media, you've got radio, you've got PR, um, you've got all of these opportunities that you can utilize, but again, what you have to remember is that the, the branding work won't pay you back immediately. You're building long-term brand and lead generation is about driving sales in the immediate short term. Does that make sense? But this branding thing is way more important than anyone understands. You know, and you guys have, um, since working with us, you've got fantastic shirts on, your brand is everywhere. Now stage one is starting to get the brand seen. Yeah, getting the brand seen, getting the brand known, have your brand everywhere. Then once people, once you've got attention, then you can start to refine the messaging. Yeah, once they know you, then you can start to refine the messaging. So game one, yeah, is to get attention, get known, get seen. Then once you've got known and seen, then you can start to play around with what that brand represents. And we're gonna do some work on that this morning. So let's hear what Gary V has to say. This guy is a Belarusian immigrant that came over from a communist country in the 1970s to New York, okay, um, lived in Brooklyn, is dad opened up a wine shop, um, you know, a local news and booze, 7-Eleven, whatever they call them, right, under his brand, okay, and he worked in his dad's shop for years and years and years and years and years. Then what he did when he was 30, he went onto YouTube, early days of YouTube, got a camera out, started talking once a week about wine and created something called the Wine Library. Yeah, and he was a young dude and he was just literally talking into camera. No script, no editing, just a video about wine. Yeah, about his expertise, tasting the wine. And he's got a personality, right? So he was engaging to listen to. Um, he, you know, he's got his little quirks and unique stuff. So people kind of, um, you know, would, would, would engage with what he was saying. But it was that simple. Now he's worth about 500 million and he's probably one of the best social media gurus out there in the marketplace by building his personal brand. He has a company that sits behind him called VaynerMedia, which is worth, it does about a minimum of a hundred million turnover, but people don't know VaynerMedia, okay, they know Gary V. Just like in Trade Mastermind, people don't know Trade Mastermind before they know Joseph Valente in most cases. Yeah, they know me, then they know um, Trade Mastermind. So I'm utilizing my name and my brand to drive my business brand. Yeah, he's using his name and his personal activity to drive his business brand. So you have actually got two fantastic opportunities. You've got your personal brand and you've got your business brand and you should be leveraging both. You should be driving your name because your name stays with you. Yeah, and you should be driving your business, okay? The one that you wanna push the most now, in my opinion, I have come to learn is your personal because I don't have Emperor anymore. Yeah, and I spent years on Impra. My single biggest fuck up was at 25, not going into YouTube. I didn't leverage the attention I got from The, uh, the Apprentice and build social. 
because sugar made me focus on the business brand, yeah? And that's all well and good as long as you own the business still. If you don't and the business goes, all of that work is gone. So if you're gonna go on this branding journey that if you wanna make loads of money and make the sales that I am telling you you can make, you won't do it without this branding piece long-term. No one's gonna buy into you at scale unless you get your branding right. No one's gonna pay you high prices unless you get your branding right. You're not gonna sell your company for millions unless you get your branding right. Unless no one knows you, you're not even on a radar, no investor or, or person is gonna, you know, how much of a multiplier having a unique brand adds to your business. It's huge, yeah? And by, by being known and getting attention, that's where people will want to buy your business. They bought Pimlico for so much money, 140 million, because everybody knows the brand. And what they did was they said, hang on, everybody knows it in London, we can take this national. They weren't bothered about the money that that company was making. They didn't buy it for what it was doing in London. They bought it for the potential of the brand of what it could do at scale across the UK. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what they bought. Yeah, the ability to take that brand so he did it, his four years of hard work was not on the bottom line, it was on the brand that he'd built. Look at Joe Rogan podcast, another example. Spotify gave him over a hundred million, okay, for his show. Why did they do it? They did it for the brand. Yeah, they did it for the brand. So you guys have got to focus on this brand thing and understand there's fucking hundreds of podcasts out there, thousands of podcasts with probably similar listeners. You know, we all know Joe Rogan is one of the biggest. Who knows Joe Rogan in the room? Okay, we know Joe Rogan is one of the biggest because his brand's the biggest and it's the best established one out there. That's why he got paid the money. Did number two get a hundred million? Yeah, no, because who the fuck knows who number two is? I don't, yeah? I don't know who the number two podcast in the world is. I know number one though and I know he got hundred million for it. Yeah, so being the top brand is absolutely what um, you should do. Thank you for listening to the Trade Mastermind Trade Secrets Podcast. If you want to find out how Trade Mastermind can help you further, head to our website, trademastermind.co.uk. And don't forget to like and subscribe.